0: Nine o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim along with Max Ryan today. The Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Top five NFL quarterbacks all time. Got some of those we want to get to on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Predictions for the Broncos in 2023. Now that Sean Payton is Denver's head coach. And to clarify, we have a texter about the wins per season. My apologies. I misstated that. one25 Wins above average over a season, but you look over four years, then it's what the number I was talking about, closer to five. They mean over a, a say a rookie contract of four years. So yes, Texter, just one point two five wins for this season. I misspoke on that. Want to make that, I'll make that clear. So we're kind of flying through that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's not like he's going to get them to five additional wins this season. But hopefully, Sean Payton can be the difference in some of those one-score games where his experience, his game management, play-calling will... We don't know if he's going to call the plays yet. Could very well be the play-caller. Will be the difference for the Broncos. But yeah, it's not going to be four or five additional wins this season. It would be over the course of a four-year contract. So want to get that uh, cleared up for everybody. From Paul. I'm curious. So if Aaron Rodgers says I'm not going to San Francisco, why is he playing in the Pebble Beach Pro Am? LOL. That's a good question. Butchie, top five quarterbacks all time. Brady, Montana, Mahomes, Unitis, Manning. I'm assuming you're talking about Peyton, not Eli. I would think. Or maybe it's Archie. Maybe it's Archie.
1: He's got he's got Patrick, number three. He's he's the Chiefs fan, right?
0: Yes, Butchie right. is Chiefs okay. fan extraordinary. I always
1: hear you guys talk about it. I'm not in the chair often, but when I'm listening, I hear. Yeah, makes sense. Way to rep it, Butchie. Way to rep it. Yeah.
0: Allen, uh, number one, Montana win percentage in championship games, 100%. Brady, 70%. Okay, well, I can also say Joe Montana, four Super Bowls, Brady, seven. He's won more Super Bowls. Yep. Looking, same, same. Bradshaw was four for four. Won four Super Bowls. Also, uh, from Alan, how many extra wins is a good training staff worth? Well, we saw this year probably quite a few games because Denver had the second most number of guys on injured reserve of anybody in the league. All right. So, uh, text or call us. Got some thoughts? On any of those things today? Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340, and joining us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, talk about officials, spring sports, fast approaching, Colorado's Custom Sports, Chuck Nissen joins us. Good morning, Chuck. How are you?
2: Good. How are you guys? Of
0: course, Chuck's involved in assigning officials all across the Western Slope, and uh, spring sports, fast approaching, we're getting to kind of the tail end of, of winter sports, Chuck, with regional wrestling coming up and state wrestling tournaments and, of course, basketball postseason is on the horizon. So it's time to think about those spring sports. And the need is always great regardless of the season. You need more officials coming up here soon.
2: Yeah, we are we are looking for some people to help us with some spring sports. I mean, we need people in every sport. But, you know, we're about five weeks away from the start of spring sports, which seems like a long time, but it's not. And we need some people for baseball and soccer and lacrosse and uh, it's a great time to, if you're interested, it's a great time to get out and get involved with the You Look Good in Stripes initiative that Mr. Kruger and Mr. Booker Chassa have uh, got going across the state. With, you know, everything, you know, your registration and testing fee is free, and you can also get uh, reimbursed for most of your uniforms. So we're for some people uh, that are interested in maybe becoming an official for spring, but it's also a good time to get started for anything.
0: Have you seen a little bump, Chuck, from the You Look Good in Stripes initiative? Have you seen a little bit of bump in in interest from people?
2: Yes and no. I mean, um, most of our basketball and wrestling people had already already registered when it came out. Um, We're hoping that this spring, I mean, I know we have uh, four or five baseball umpires that are new that took advantage of it, and hopefully we could get uh, anybody this spring from now on for the spring sports to get, Get involved with it. I know there's four or five gentlemen that are going to get involved with football, do the the initiative and and being able to you know the the cost down.
0: Chuck Nissen joining us today is in uh, in charge of assigning officials here on the western slope for high school sports. And so with with the initiative, the, the pay increase, what does that look like for somebody, Chuck? That's I mean, not not that it's about the money. It should never be about the money, but but people do. They're going to give their time. They, 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 some folks want something regarding, you know, re, you know that resembles a fair compensation. What does that look like now with the initiative and the, the changes that uh, Mike and the folks over at Chass have made?
2: Well, starting next season, didn't start last Tuesday when they voted, and starting next season, uh, there's about a 30% pay increase. So um, if you're uh, doing a sub-varsity freshman or JV-level contest, you make $60 a game. Um, Varsity wages go up uh, to eighty-five dollars per man per game, you know, which is about a thirty percent increase over what we uh, what we work what we make now. Um, so it, it's a it's a great thing. Hope not just to recruit people, but to retain the people that are still here, as we still have a lot of folks that are, you know, waver about whether this is something they still want to continue to do. So maybe the pay increase, or the compensation, or the fact that somebody's showing them a little love or care that about what they're doing. We'll keep more people around and hopefully recruit more people.
0: Chuck Nissen joins us today. He assigns officials for high school sports here on the Western Slope. And so f- for people that they want to get information about the, uh, you know, you look good in Stripes Initiative, the, the changes there, Chuck. They can go to the Chassa website, I'm assuming Chassanow. now, find the information there. What, what's the what's the direction you want to send Ch- people on that?
2: You go to the Chassanow now website. There's a, a QR code or, or a link you just click on and, uh, you put your name and information in there, and then uh, Monica and Mike Brooks send that out to the local people. That's one way to do it. Or you can just get a hold of myself, you know, at 260-8522. Or obviously you can call Paul Kane, you know, 254-5154. 254-5154 for Paul. And then, you know, you, Matt Carosa is our lacrosse guy. He's been very involved in lacrosse forever. And, uh, he does a great job with that. And His number is 985 2113, and Doug Levinson is doing our baseball, and he is 250 Pretty easy to remember. And we could really use some help with some spring sports so we have enough people t- to officiate the contest so the kids get out and have the opportunity to, to do what they're loving to do.
0: Absolutely. Is there one sport in particular? I mean, like you said, you need officials for everything, but is there one that well, you lacrosse, really. Lacrosse. Lacrosse, we're
2: always low in numbers because people just don't know anything about lacrosse, but. You can learn it very quickly and very easily. It's, it's a great sport for young people. And then baseball, we have a lot of people. I'm not, how should I put this, a lot of veteran people that are leaving because it's just
0: different. Chuck Nissen joining us today. Now, as far as, once again, Chuck, just kind of the process of what somebody has to go through to be an official. What does that look like for folks?
2: You have to register with CHASA. Uh, is the first thing you know, contact us or CHASA and uh, get registered so they have you in as a registered official now that there's no fee then you would come and uh come to the meetings there's some rules meetings that are going on right now for baseball there will be a couple here for lacrosse and uh then you have to test and uh so you're proficient or you're learning the rules and then we uh you know work on getting you a uniform and get you into some scrimmages hopefully and then uh you know we're not going to throw you right into something that you're not ready for we'll get you some help lower-level games to get you started, to get some experience and make
0: some money. All right, Chuck. And once again, if you need uh, Chuck's number, uh, Paul Kane's number, feel free to to text in, and I can get you their numbers because I, I have uh, both those gentlemen's numbers. Uh, just text into the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340, and uh, we can get you taken care of. So uh, just uh, text in, and I can shoot that number, Chuck's number, or, uh, or Paul's name or Paul's number, both numbers to you if you want information on becoming an official. Hey, Chuck, I always appreciate the time, appreciate the, the no. great work that you do. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you know this is something that Mike Kruger has taken as one of a, a front burner issue for him. Now, as the, as the commissioner of Chassa, it's, it's something that uh, has needed to happen for a while. I'm glad Mike is, is, has uh, taken the initiative on this and appreciate the time as always, Chuck.
2: No, thank you for all your help, what you do for us.
0: Well, glad to do it. Appreciate it. Chuck Nissen joining us today on the program. Once again, if you're interested in being an official, and in particular, a lacrosse official, uh, I mean, they need help with with all spring sports, sports in general, not just spring sports as well, text in Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340, and uh, we can uh, get the number to you, uh, Paul's number and uh, Chuck's number as well. But um, Increase in pay, certainly we also need to see Officials not get treated the way officials have been been treated over the years. We've that's been something that we've spent a lot of time talking about on this program about berating officials.
1: It's a thankless job, Jim. It's a thankless, thankless job. But you know, Chuck makes a good point. Uh, I mean, you can pick up some pretty good extra cash doing it. It's a great side hustle. And it's very worthwhile, despite the role you think you might play. If anything about unruly fans or parents stops you, just I, I've been an official in the past before for CMU basketball camps, for summer leagues, and I know firsthand that it can be pretty spicy. Some of the stuff you get, but if you can look past it, if you can get over it, and you know, just know you're there not for those people. You're there to create a fair environment for you know kids and yeah it's for the kids yeah. it's for the kids playing yeah, it's it's it. for
0: them to have the opportunity to get out and, and compete and for, for parents that constantly scream at officials and it's just stop it nobody's going to want to do the job if you keep doing that and the thing i always say if, if you could do a better job here's your opportunity to prove you can do a better job oh yeah and you not get paid for doing it oh yeah see look look what a great official i am and you're gonna find out that it's not that easy to do well you'll also That's, learn that it's it's tough to do it's tough to make snap decisions you don't have a war room in new york with a video replay to go okay we we got it wrong it was a catch it wasn't an incomplete pass you've got to make snap decisions and you want to be fair. And, and I think officials, the folks that, that give their time to it, I, I just have a, a world of respect for what they do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And people need to understand that there's going to come a day where people don't want to do this job anymore. Well, And not every job can be automated.
1: Is there a game without the the referee, the umpire? No. Is there? No. Do you have a fair shake for both teams without someone doing that? I don't, I don't think so.
0: Don't I don't. You you're not going to get an automated umpire to do a high school baseball game.
1: Uh-uh. uh-uh.
0: Might be able to do some of that stuff at the major league level, minor league level, okay. Sure. But there's still going to be officials on the field. Yeah. There's still going to be a an umpire crew on the field.
1: Yeah. Well, you also uh, it's you pick up some very colorful insults you can use later. Yeah. Like you put them in the bag, you know. Pick up some ammunition. <laughs> there That's you what go. I say.
0: There you go. All right. Jim along with Max Ryan today. Text your calls, 970-242-1340. Let's uh, grab a few texts this morning off the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Let's see. um, Paul would like Chuck's numbers and Paul's numbers. Paul, I will get those to you very, very soon. Uh, From Dalton, I've been an umpire for four years in the Valley for baseball and refused to umpire a high school game. The coaches aren't friendly. The parents are worse. It's unfortunate because at 28, I'm technically a young umpire. Just had to chime in since you talked with Chuck fix the coaches or it'll be tough coaches can be part of the problem too Dalton I don't it's not it's not just the parents
1: so a highly competitive environment you're absolutely right Dalton yeah we'll shout out to Dalton for sure uh doing work and then of course letting us know from a kind of perspective of behind the mask if you will yeah it is tough because of that that environment and you now sometimes it, it is hard I, I would say try not to take it personal. Be my advice if you can. I mean, it feels personal. Right. It will. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's going to feel very personal. But
1: if you can look past it, yeah. I mean, you, one thing I would recommend is if you have a thin skin and you know you have a thin skin,
0: don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just don't even don't even waste your time going through the process. Let's see, we got one from Chris. Good morning, guys. Max, in response to your earlier question to Jim about ever needing an intervention, there have been rumblings of maybe needing to do something about turning into get-off-my-lawn-guy at a much-too-early age, but other than that, wow. Okay.
1: How long have you been get-off-my-lawn-guy, according to the pile?
0: My opinion, probably since I was 11, 12. (laughs) Surly child. I was a very surly child. Uh, it's okay, Jim, so long as they keep those crappy All Star games spread out through the year and any holidays that involve fireworks after 9 o'clock. Okay, th- thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Good to hear from you, Chris. Thanks. Oh, from Robert this morning. In my humble opinion, the five best quarterbacks Brady, Bart Starr, five NFL championships, Montana, Bradshaw, Greasy. Bart Starr, legendary name. Got those titles. Played in a different era. Of course, they had the great running game, the Packers sweep. I can't say Bart Starr's a top-five quarterback, though. I can't. Montana, I, I, I could have him in that conversation. Bradshaw, and you could say somewhat about Montana, but Montana's numbers were really good. Bradshaw had just great teams around him. Bob Greasy had an incredible running game with Butch and Sundance, Zonka, and Kick, Moorfield, really good defense. I like Bob Greasy, but I don't think Bob Greasy is a top-five quarterback. Jared sent this earlier. um, The Dominic Carver signing to play at Western today at 11.30. We did have Dom on yesterday talking about... uh, his signing with Western. So uh, you can actually find that interview along with uh, the entire CMU signing show that we did on Wednesday night at our website, theteam1340.com, at Facebook, and on our Twitter feed as well.
1: If you like podcasts, pick them up where you get podcasts, too. You can get all the rebroadcasts, all the Jim Davis Show stuff, everything we do, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, you got the Jim Davis Show.
0: Yeah, and and, and the new uh, Davis and Beatle podcast, too. So... Um, Make sure you check that out as well. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, 9 17 in just a couple minutes, uh, we'll preview the Maverick basketball teams this weekend at home against Regis and UCCS. That's coming up. Still looking for your top five NFL, top five quarterbacks all time in the NFL. And your thoughts about how the Broncos will do in 2023 now that Sean Payton is the head coach of the Broncos? Call or text Chick fil A breakfast team phone line. The Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
1: Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best
4: of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader,
0: the Team. It's 920, Jim along with Max today. Text calls 1340 Your top five NFL quarterbacks all time, and if you don't have Brady number one, tell me, tell me why. Give me a good reason why. Evan from GJ has his top five: Brady, Montana, Manning, Elway, Unitas. Jake Plummer eleventh, Mahomes twelfth. Okay. What about what about numbers six through ten? Just curious there. Evan.
1: That's not random.
0: <laughs> I, think that's, I think it's funny. I just We're, we're six through 10. Uh, let's see. Mike and Scottsdale. Good morning, muchacho. Uh, happy Apache Friday, muchachos. I'm putting out a silver alert for Butchie's brain. Last seen pushing his hobo hybrid on the Colorado River Bridge. Mahomes at No Sid Luckman or Otto Graham have a great weekend plow. See, if Buckeye was here, Otto Graham would probably be in his top five. You know he would be. He'd be in his top five. Let's see. Anything else? I think we're pretty much caught up on most of these. Still trying to recover from, from Chris's text about me being get-off-my-lawn guy. Okay, Jamal Murray this morning, still going to stand by it. Why didn't he answer it? Why didn't he, answer, why didn't he just say, yeah, I'm. I'm really confident. The knee feels great. I'm really cut. Okay, it's great that he smiled. and He nodded his head. Why don't you just say it? That's all I'm saying. All right. Maverick basketball teams in action this weekend. Regis tonight. UCCS tomorrow. The Blizzard and Brownson presented by Coca-Cola coming up tomorrow night. The Whiteout and so for the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team tonight. They're uh, they're fine for their playoff lives right now. This weekend's a pair of home games against a very good Regis team. Mavs tripped to Denver to face Regis last time, ended in a 72-64 loss. Head coach Taylor Wagner says not allowing the Rangers to get off the glass, uh, allowing the, not not allowing the Rangers to get on the glass will be critical tonight when they take on Regis. Regis is
2: probably playing the best right now. I think they've won 11 or 12 in a row. We've just got to make sure that we slow them down. They're really good. Three-point shooting team, really physical inside. We struggled with them at their place. We gave them too many offensive rebounds.
0: And then it's UCCS. Mavericks uh, take them on tomorrow night. Uh, They're a team that's also vying for a spot in the RMAC postseason. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says the Mountain Lions run a very simple but effective offense.
2: They're all physical, they're big guards, a lot of one-on-one stuff. So if they're not throwing it into 24, everybody else is just taking you off the dribble, and, and we struggle with that. So their offense is probably one of the more simple ones to guard, but they're really good at it.
0: All right, so the women tip it off 5.30 both nights, pregame at 5.15 on the Team CMU Sports Network Maverick Basketball presented by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance for the Maverick Men. They had their 10 game winning streak snapped when the Mavericks lost at Westminster. Well, they've restarted uh, a winning streak with the win, the dominant victory against Western Colorado last Saturday at Brownson Arena. First up, it's Rageous tonight. Team the Mavericks beat in Denver, 71 to 65, and was the second of their uh, 10 straight wins. But as Mavs coach Mike George points out was not an easy win against the Rangers.
2: Regis, when we played them the first time, we built a big lead. I think we were up 16 or 18 in that game. And then they came out of halftime and they changed their rotations and they came back to take the lead. And then Mac made a couple of plays down the stretch to secure the victory. You know, we really need to be ready It's a talented team and they're playing with a lot of momentum right now.
0: And then Saturday, it's UCCS, the team the Mavericks beat to get their first conference win of the year, and that the start of that 10-game win streak. One player the Mavs will have to contend with the senior guard John L. Fuget.
2: He's incredibly quick, and he can really score, and you just got to contain him and play him straight up, and then just not get caught up on him where the other guys really get going. Without Becker, even though he's not a great scorer, he just impacts the game in so many ways. Without him, they need that secondary score around Fuget, so you just got to stay solid on him.
0: All right, so the Maverick men tip it off, 7.30 both nights, tonight against Regis, tomorrow night against UCCS, and you can hear both those games on the team, CMU Sports Network. I'll have the call tonight. Greg Wentz will have the call tomorrow night when the Mavericks face the Mountain Lions. All right, we're kind of keeping on CMU right now. Want to bring back uh, the conversation we had with Miles Cochaver, Mavericks football coach. Uh, Miles having his first really true signing day. I mean, his first day on the job was February 1st last year. Had to hit the ground running, and uh, it was it was tough to to recruit the way he wanted to. Well, this year, forty seven new players coming in for the Mavericks, and we had the chance uh, during our uh, signing day event down at the Blue Moon this last Wednesday to talk with the Mavericks football coach about the new crop of Mavericks he's brought in in twenty twenty three. Lot of linebackers, a lot of offensive linemen. Just kind of take us through the process of evaluating the needs for your football team miles and and how you approach that from recruiting well
3: when you look at it you know championships are one up front so we knew that we had to do a good job on the o and d line and when this thing's all said and done you know we'll have at least 10 on each side of the ball so being able to go out and find guys that one play with that physical presence and that nastiness that you have to have on up front Um, so we really wanted to focus on going and, and making ourselves bigger and longer and guys that can uh fit our style of football so we were able to do that and we were able to go out and i you know been in this a long time and don't think i've seen a better class of offensive linemen and defensive linemen with the potential to grow so just excited about that group and then you know when you looked at the skill position um you know especially in the state of colorado a lot of these guys played both ways um, multi-sport athletes guys that can get it done and um, we'll find their best fit. You know, some of them listed today is receivers, DBs. really doesn't matter. We want to go and find the best athletes that can compete, um, and we'll be able to come in and, and push each group wherever they, uh, we find the best home for them.
0: You have high school athletes signing today. We won't spend a lot of time about the transfer portal, but how do you approach that? How do you mix this in with what you're doing with, in regard to transfers?
3: Well, you know, this thing has got crazier by the year. But when you find guys that are committed, you have to do your research. Um, And that was the big thing. We didn't want to sugarcoat anything as we went into this recruiting process. We wanted these guys to understand what their investment was in Colorado Mesa University, our investment in them, our expectations. And and when they do that and they're able to truly invest in this next phase of their life, they're going to get so much more out of it. So very rarely when we went through this recruiting process did we talk about football. We did that with their coaches and their support staffs and the people that we knew. Um, you know, we identified them as guys that could play the game. So finding those guys that are purpose-driven, that's what we were looking for. And a number of these guys, I think we have three guys that are gonna graduate number one in their class. We've got a multi, uh, multiple guys that are, already have dual credits going into college. These guys have um, aspirations and, and want to be great in everything that they do. So when you look at that and we were able to go out and find the right ones that fit us, and then love Grand Junction. They loved it, Um, I just can't tell you all the support that we got from the local community and everybody stepped up to really sell the town and uh, the university sells itself and President Marshall did a great job and um, he made it a point to be able to come out and meet each recruit, um, each, each group of recruits that we brought in and let them know they're gonna be a part of something that's bigger than themselves.
4: And of course, when you you know, walk somebody around campus on a late fall afternoon, you know, you know obviously you look at that and you go, "I want to be in this environment because it is gorgeous." You got the you know sun setting off over the monument, or you know and the reflection off of the mesa. I can't imagine a young man who maybe is from a flatland in Texas coming out and not saying, "This is amazing."
3: Exactly, and and these guys. Um, you know we were able to go up and, and go up to the hospitality suite at the stadium and Be able to just look at the sunset as it's going down and, and understand your surroundings these guys and a lot of them were just taken away by it and so um, with the options that we have here in Grand Junction and everything and the resources right at our fingertips to be able to get out hunt and fish and just and really submerge yourself in the, in, in the environment was awesome.
4: Yeah. And I know Jim and I can appreciate that view because uh, we've had a lot of 7 o'clock kickoffs where you we're bet. sitting up there watching that sunset, and you're going, man, I can't think of a place I'd rather be.
3: No, exactly. And, and with our local guys, that's a big thing too. You know, it's hard when you're, you're born and raised, you don't realize what you have right in your backyard. But we challenge those guys. Hey, go take a look other places, and then see if that's really somewhere you can see yourself for the next four to five years. You know, and and then told these guys they can come and be a part of something special. Now their family will grow. Now their extended family with the guys that they'll bring in from out of town and and being able to, you know, introduce them to their immediate family here. It's it's just a huge opportunity for those guys, and we found some guys that um, are truly Mavericks, and we're excited about that group.
0: We're at the Blue Moon tonight, downtown Grand Junction. It's the Colorado Mesa National Signing Day for the Maverick football team. And they have some great specials, the Char Burger, the Black and Blue Burger, uh, Crunchy Fish Tacos as well. Check out the Bud Light and Coors Light for $4 a pint. So Maverick fans get out here tonight and you can uh, talk some of the coaches. We're going to have some of the local players that are signing uh, coming up after a bit. Uh, we'll talk more about Cash Walker and, and Devin Hickey and Nico Moreno, uh, three really uh, talented young football players that are here in the Grand Valley that will be joining the Mavericks. I know I referenced that you recruited Texas quite a bit. I imagine Crockett Gilmore probably played a, a pretty significant role in reaching out to some coaches and establishing some some ties down there since that's where he's from. Yeah,
3: and, and it's, again, 100% about the relationships and him being able to go home and spend some time and, and knowing where he was going. He had a he had a plan when he went down there. He knew the guys that we needed to go and target number of guys that he grew up that are now coaching over there in west texas and in texas um so being able to have him go and and identify the guys that are going to fit because it's hard when you're a long ways away from home you got to have that support and to be able to have him go in and find texas guys it's important um that you have that relationship so that when it does get hard because these guys are going to go through their hardest three months of their life um when they get here in august and there's going to be a time, and I told them all, all these recruits, you're going to be sitting there, and you're going to be teared up, and you're going to go through homesickness. I don't care if you're a local kid right here in the valley, or you're from Dallas, Texas, wherever it might be. Um, that's going to happen, and you got to have that support staff back home that's going to encourage you to stay and give you that support that you need. And you know, I think these guys that we got, they've they've got that foundation, and they're going to have great success here.
0: There's 47 players, and obviously we don't have the time to talk about all 47, but we are going to certainly hit on, on some of them with uh, with yourself and Trevor Wickery and also Trent Matthews coming up in a little bit. But uh, let's talk. Uh, let's start out the offensive side of the football. We mentioned offensive line was a was an area of emphasis in recruiting this season. A guy like Caden Butts, uh, all-state selection, played for Andy Lowry at, at Columbine. I mean, Andy's got a tremendous track record, tremendous reputation. He was selected for the all-state game. Six-two-two-fifty. Talk about a guy like, like uh, Caden Butts, a, a guy that certainly has a promising future on your offensive line. Well,
3: you know, he's just a tough, physical kid, and you got to be to make it through Coach Lowry's uh, program there at Combine. and you know, a, a proven winner, guys that know how to win, and he can play both sides of the ball. He did a great job on the offensive line at guard and pulls and plays with a certain amount of tenacity and is able to get after it, play after play after play. So. Excited about Caden and what he brings to the table.
0: And then you have Tucker Rice on the offensive line, Eureka, California, 6'2, 270. And uh, I know Trevor Wickery, you know, he's, uh, you know, this is great to see family ties back on the team. Um, brother Max played football at Colorado Mesa, so there's a little bit of a legacy, a little uh, family connection with the program previously. So uh, it was an all-big-four selection in his high school conference, so uh, another big offensive lineman you hope to develop, and hopefully Trevor Wickery can develop this young man.
3: Yeah, exactly. Very excited to get him on board. You know, Max has done a great job. And actually, his older brothers were at Humboldt, and so our connection goes way back. Um, but they love Grand Junction, and then he he plays the game the right way. You know, and, and when you got Coach Wickery recruiting those guys, they understand the expectation. Um, they understand how they're going to get coach, and they're excited about that. So, very excited to be able to get Tucker on board and, and come and be a part of this.
4: Yeah, I was I was looking, uh, you know, getting off the offensive line, but you got you got a big hole at tight end to fill this year. And uh, I was looking at this Micah Bynum kid out of uh, Middle Park. Another one of those big guys. He's gonna he's got the right right build, and it looks like he's extremely athletic. Uh, In in his notes here, it says uh, he can do backflips on skis. (laughs) Yes, and
3: that's a big individual doing those those tricks (laughs) on skis. 6'4", 215, man. (laughs) Yeah, so you're looking at a guy very similar. Could be the next rink, full of potential and a big, strong kid, big athlete. Um, So we were very excited to get Micah on board. And, you know, going back a little bit on that offensive line, you look at a guy like Grimble right there, Um, you know, Caleb he does things right. and he, he gets after it. He wants to be a cattle rancher when he's all said and done. Um, but just another big, tough kid, and having him and having guys that are going to develop. And you look at that tight end room. You know, you got a local here in Cash Walker, a kid that hasn't even scratched the ceiling at all. You know, he's got a huge room for growth. Um, so we're excited, and he's going to have an advantage because as soon as he graduates, he's going to be able to be over in the weight room and be around our guys and. Uh, that's going to be instrumental for his growth.
0: All right. That was Miles Coach Aver, Maverick football coach, uh, along with Greg Winslow, myself from The Blue Moon this last Wednesday. So, uh, enjoyed that and appreciate uh, Brad The Blue Moon for having us down there. So, uh, got some thoughts about uh, your top five quarterbacks all the time. Still time to get those in as well this morning. 970-242-1340, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. All right, coming up, we're going to draw for the uh, the winner for our Buffalo Wild Wings Big Game Giveaway. Table for six, 50 wings for uh, the big game coming up February 12th out at, of course, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings at Mason Mall. So right now, we're going to qualify one more person. You get an appetizer, and then we're going to draw the name of the winner coming up in just a few minutes. So fifth texter right now to 970-242-1340. You get an appetizer from Buffalo Wild Wings, and you're qualified to win that table for six for the big game February 12th, and you get 50 wings. So, text in right now. Put your first name, your last name, in your text. Beatubs on your text as well. Fifth texter gets qualified and gets that appetizer at 970-242-1340. All right. Uh, along with Colorado Mesa, of course, uh, Division I programs, they have the early signing period in December. Signing day on Wednesdays, kind of where you catch some of the stragglers a little bit, or occasionally you get a guy like Cormani McLean, top cornerback in the country, five-star recruit, who flipped his recruit from Miami to Colorado because of Coach Prime, who signed on Wednesday, which is which may get back to being more of a traditional signing day for some guys who, who some are going to sign in December, but some might want to uh, have a little more time to think about it, might want to. Uh, soak up more of the uh, the coverage, if you will, if you're a top recruit by uh, waiting till February 1st. But uh, also on that group, Dylan Edwards. Another guy that uh, Coach Prime got to flip from Notre Dame to Colorado. Talented running back. Uh, they will be joining the Buffaloes. And the case of uh, Dion Sanders, Coach Prime has known Dylan Edwards for a very, very long time.
5: Yes, it made it special because I had a tremendous relationship with his parents. Um, coach Andre Hart, a linebacker coach, Coach Kevin Mathis, who've coached with me from youth all the way up. We've coached that kid since he was, I think, five or six years old, So, and his, his uh, siblings. So, sibling, uh, it's a special bond, special tie with the family. And we have the utmost respect for them that they would feel like we're capable of uh, really helping to mature that young man into a full-grown man and help him uh, accomplish his dreams and visions and the things that he desires in life. So just knowing them and they know how we run a program and they know who we are because we've been doing it consistently ever since he was a kid. That's special. Dylan is a special kid.
0: All right, there's Deion Sanders on the edition of Dylan Edwards. And then in Fort Collins, uh, oh, by the way, Colorado, the 21st, ranked recruiting class in the country this year. first time ever, two five star recruits. It's been an impressive run for Deion Sanders in a really short span of time. Imagine if he had a full normal offseason to work with <laughs> what what he might get accomplished. it's been it's been impressive. So they have the number one recruiting class in the country. The 73rd ranked recruiting class belongs to Colorado State, which is not too not too shabby. And for Jay Norvell, in his second year as the coach of the Rams, that uh, one of the better recruiting classes in the Mountain West Conference. Some sites have the the Rams as the best recruiting class in the Mountain West. And he talked about uh, this year's class, but also about the focus on getting better up front because Clay Millen, the freshman quarterback, got the snot beat out of him this last season. Millen's a talent, and they have to protect him.
4: You know we just were very thin. Uh, we had some guys that were seniors that we thought were good players and then we had some injuries that right out the shoots after we played Michigan and really affected us in the non-conference and I really felt like if we would have played more consistently up front we would have won four or five more games. So we're really fortifying that. We got big linemen averaging 6 five, 300 coming in, 10 of them. Uh, so we really poured a lot of talent into there. I got five receivers, all 6'1 or taller. We got three tight ends, all 6'6 six six or taller. And so we just think it's going to reflect what we're looking for in our team.
0: All right, that's Jay Norvell. That clip, courtesy of uh, Nine News over in Denver, uh, talking about his recruiting class. Some other college sports notes to get to this morning that uh, Gonzaga and the Big 12 have had at least two discussions about the Zags joining the Big 12. And the conference reportedly discussing Gonzaga's candidacy uh, meetings yesterday and today in Dallas with the Big 12 presidents and athletic directors. That the uh, Zags are on the meeting agenda, and specifically uh, Gonzaga's potential membership in basketball. Now, if it does, it eventually has to change conferences. It's it has it has been to to join in all sports in the past. It's never been. Well, we're just going to do basketball, but we're not going to do baseball or anything else. Gonzaga does not have a football program, so keep that in mind. And so, where does this go? Chris uh, Standiford, the athletic director at Gonzaga, says, we're always looking to see what's available. We'll we'll see if they end up joining. They've been in conversations with at least three conferences, Big 12, Pac-12, and the Big East. And so, that is a a possibility that Gonzaga... Could be joining, is it just for, will they allow them just to join for basketball? I said that's typically not been how it works. Could find out something this weekend on, on how that works. And Mountain West Conference, by the way, if you're not familiar with this, they have a new commissioner that uh, Gloria Neverez has taken over. Uh, Craig Thompson was the commissioner of the conference for a very long time, and uh, she is now the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, Mountain West. There's, there's been some interest from them about maybe a school like Gonzaga joining for basketball. It's a possibility, and the feeling is that the Mountain West could be trying to position itself to be the best football conference in the group of five. The American, they're going, they're losing Cincinnati, Houston, and UC, UCF to the Big Twelve. Mountain West is already pretty good at basketball, and now in a position to maybe be the the best of the group of five. Though San Diego State, yeah, they might end up going to the the Pac-12 ultimately. That's that'd be a big loss uh, for the Mountain West if that does happen. All right, it's nine forty three, and it's time for oh, do we? Have, by the way, do we have a winner qualifier? Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs>
4: And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network.
1: Congratulations, Shiloh Coleman.
0: All right, so coming up, we will draw the winner of the table for six in the 50 wings for the big game at Buffalo Wild Wings, February 12th. Don't forget, you can catch the Chiefs and the Eagles from Phoenix right here on the Team Sports Network starting at noon on February 12th. All right, it's time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of
4: all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. Back in
0: time. All right, go back to 1976 when lots of dudes rocked froze and perms back in the day, mostly froze. And this guy was one of them. Dave Bing wins the NBA All Star Game MVP in his final appearance. Dave Bing leads the East to a 125, 123 to 109 win at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. 16 points, four assists. Bob McAdoo had 22 points, and he was not the uh, the MVP. What's up with that? I get it was Dave Bing's final games. So I guess that's, I guess that's the reason why. In the year 2000, Vince McMahon unveils the XFL which looks like we're going to see the reboot happening, of course, on the 18th. The Rock taking that over. 2002, Adam Vinatieri kicks game-winner to give Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, their first Super Bowl win. Vinatieri with the field goal over the Rams to win 20-17. And in 2006, Martin Brodeur becomes the third goaltender in NHL history to reach 100 shutouts. That's this day in sports history. All right, who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line?
1: Howard from Fruta would like to submit his top five quarterback picks of all time in 30 seconds or less.
0: Okay. Doesn't have to be exactly 30 seconds, Howard. I'm not going to put you on the clock, but Howard, who's your top five all time?
4: All right. got to put Mahonis in there, considering what he's already done in just five or six years' time. He's fifth. Okay. John is fourth. Uh, Joe Montana is third. Um, Johnny Unitas is second and Tom Brady is first. I know a lot of people probably disagree with that, Unitas, but I saw him play, saw him at Mile High Stadium, and saw what kind of a crowd he can draw after his retirement. In the first, in the first 100 years of the NFL, in the first 50 years, it's Unitas, hands down. It's, in the last 50, it's Brady. We'll see We'll see what happens with Mahonis, though.
0: Okay, very good. Howard, have a great weekend. You bet. Take care. Always good to hear from you. Howard from Fruita, his top five NFL quarterbacks. It's got one from uh, RJ and Delta, 102.1 FM. Jim, Eli Manning is the New York Giants' top quarterback, not even close to the top 20 greatest quarterbacks ever. I think Sean Payton will get the Broncos playing better in his first year, but the Russell Wilson experiment might only last a year if he doesn't produce points on the field. Ownership, uh, ownership as a resource? Okay. I'm trying to figure out. Has to get resources to try and move him if they choose. Had to figure because they kind of smashed the words together. They have to uh, find a way to move him if it doesn't work out. RJ appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like Eli Manning, but I, I agree with you. I don't think he's even in the top twenty.
1: Is he even the top quarterback in his own family?
0: No, problem. No, he's he's not. Even though he has the same number of Super Bowl wins.
1: Top three Manning quarterbacks. Yeah, and for oh, a while he that- had.
0: Yeah, for a while he had the edge.
1: I wonder what that conversation's like. You
0: no know, you know, I hate to tell... He's better than Archie. Archie was a better athlete at the position. Archie also had the misfortune of playing some really Oof. awful football teams in New Orleans. Oof. Houston. I think he was in Minnesota. If if if, if Archie Manning could have gotten on a decent team, the story about Archie Manning would be different. Because he was a really good quarterback that just played on some atrocious football teams. Poor dude. All right, up next, we'll have garbage time. Plus, Max will uh, will have, help us pick the winner for the uh, big game giveaway at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team sports network.
5: crap not That's just crap.
4: <laughs> the team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
0: Welcome back, 951. Jim along with Max Ryan today. Buckeye Boy back on Monday. Thanks for the modest mouse tune. It played at Los Colonias, what, a couple of years ago? Their drummer uh, recently passed away from cancer. It was like early 40s, unfortunately. Uh, Losing a battle with cancer. All right, so uh, we have our qualifier for, uh, and winner, I should say, the winner for the uh, table for six of Buffalo Wild Wings.
4: <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network.
0: All right, through random number generation, this is your baby. You, yeah. you, you, p- you pick the winner, and uh, the winner is?
1: Uh, Mr. Die Hard himself, our good friend, Keith Mottram.
0: All right, so congratulations to Die Hard. He is the winner for the table for six of Buffalo Wild Wings coming up February 12th. Of course, don't forget the big games right here on the Team Sports Network. This is where I can say Super Bowl 57. That's right. Super Bowl 57 on the team, Kansas City, Philadelphia. Your top two seeds in both conferences going at it from uh, State Farm Stadium. There's There's the big controversy there. The conspiracy theory. Chiefs had to get there so Jake from State Farm can talk to Patrick Mahomes about taking that jazz bath. Conspiracy
1: Washing his practice jersey,
0: <laughs> poor kid passes out. Oh man, I I think the State Farm commercials with Mahomes and Andy Reid, the one where they're using the the Sharpie drawing the mustaches, I I laugh my head off every time I see it's that. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm it's pretty good. no no Chiefs fan, but I I find those humorous. All right, it is time for garbage time.
4: We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the Team.
2: Oh,
0: I love trash. All right. Do you have something you want to uh, start out with, or do you want me to jump into it here?
1: I was uh, very interested to hear about the New York Yankees thong game. I don't know if you know about this, but earlier this week on Fallon, Derek Jeter appeared to play uh, what they call, um, what's the truth? True Confessions with Rita Ora, a pop uh, music singer and Derek said that he once wore a thong in public in front of thousands of people, and her she had to figure out if he was lying or not. And that actually ended up to be true, apparently, because Derek Jeter, during the 2002 year that he went 0 for 32 in, in the start, I believe, he was talking to one Jason Giambi, and Jason Giambi swore by wearing a gold thong. The gold thong, yeah. was slump. So Derek, you know, was like, okay, maybe he doesn't try it at first, but it gets worse, the slump. So, uh, yeah, apparently that fateful day in 2004, April 29th, against the Oakland Athletics, old Jeets puts on the slingshot, the gold slingshot, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. As he hits a home run off of Barry Zito, breaks out of his hitless streak, and, uh, yeah, Derek Jeter, his gold thong, and the Yankees went on to win the game, 5-1. to one. I, I had no idea the captain would do that. I'm Baseball, deeply superstitious people, these baseball people. Look, to get out
0: of a slump, sometimes you'll you'll do anything, including listen to Jason Giambi and wear a gold thong. Barely worked out for for Jeets. As far as college football, Oklahoma and Texas, they can't wait to leave the Big 12 and join the SEC. But they're going to have to stick around, it looks like. They're going to have to follow along with the original timeline for doing so. ESPN's Pete Thamel reported that Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC ahead of the 2025 season. The two schools held negotiations with the SEC, Big 12, ESPN, and Fox about making the switch sooner, but no agreement was reached. So it looks like they're going to join in 2025. They'll kind of follow on schedule. So sooner fans, Longhorn fans, you're, um, you're just going to have to wait to get your brains beat in by Alabama and, and Georgia. Just going to have to wait. That's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For Max Ryan, I'm Jim Davis.